itself a church claims to be the Lord's church. Even though they may not have been in existence a hundred years, they still claim to be the Lord's church. The Lord's church was started by Him while He was here on earth. And I'm sure there will be a lot of people that will not like what I'm, I'll be saying, but that's, uh, that can't be helped because it, we need to study. So open your Bibles to the book of John. John chapter 6 and verse 67. Well, the reason I'm reading this verse of Scripture, Jesus said to uh, to the disciples, uh, well, let's read verses 66 and 67. After he had made some very plain statements, it says, from that time many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Then said Jesus unto the twelve, Will ye also go away? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life, and we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve, and one of you is a devil? He spake of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon, for he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. The reason I read this passage of Scripture was because after Jesus had uh, been here on earth for a while and went about teaching things of God, he had a huge following for a while. There were a lot of people that went everywhere he went, mainly because he could feed the multitude with just a few um, morsels of food. And, um, uh, and because he taught of God, but when he began to go into some detail uh, about the sovereignty of God, as, as it's true today as well, as we read in this passage of Scripture, that many of them, of the followers, the word disciple means followers, people that followed his him because of his teachings and because he healed the sick and raised the dead and things like that. But then when they began to teach them some doctrines, they uh, many multitudes of them went away, and there's only 12 left. Out of that twelve, one was Judas Iscariot, who would be the one that would betray Christ. Then, of course, they pointed someone else to take his place. You'll read that in the first chapter of the book of Acts. We'll not turn to that right now. But but, um, uh, he had only twelve following Him. You see, when you began, begin to teach the truths, and I said there will be many that won't like what, I, what I'll be teaching, but nevertheless, 
Christ taught these things, and many people left him. But he ended up with twelve, and those twelve were the, uh, shall we say, the um, charter members of the church that the Lord started. The Lord's church, like everything else in the universe, other than God Himself, had to have a beginning. It had to begin sometime. Well, if it's the Lord's church, it would have to have been while He was here. Not after He went back, not before. Because one of the things that he did while he was here was gather the ones that would be the beginning of his church. That was the disciples were the first, shall we say, charter members of the church. God had a special purpose for bringing his church into existence. Not only did he have a special purpose, he had a designated time for the excuse me, for the church to begin to appear on the scene. In the Old Testament times, the um, the followers of Christ, the Jewish people, the Jewish nation, had the tabernacle. They were to worship in the tabernacle. Now, the difference between the tabernacle and the church is that the tabernacle was a uh, was for the purpose of he God's always had a place for his people to worship started with the tabernacle and then became the temple when they settled in Jerusalem. But he's always had a place for people to come to worship. But in the Old Testament times, the places that they came to worship had to be symbolic of the uh, coming Savior who would come and be the sacrifice that uh, took away our sins. So, the tabernacle, before anybody could get into the tabernacle, inside to the place where they could worship God, and there's always been a place for God's people to worship, that's why uh, people should come to church. Someone told me years ago, I can worship the Lord by the creek bank. Well, of course you can. You can worship the Lord in a forest uh, or wherever you go because all around you, wherever you are, is a part of God's creation. And you can always bow down and worship God. I think I've probably told this story before, but I'll tell it again. Um, one year, when I was holding a revival meeting somewhere, one of the men came to me uh, during the week and said, I'm going to go fishing in the morning. Do you want to go with me? And I said, well, I don't want to buy a license just to fish for one day. 
But I said, I'll go with you, and I'll sit at the banks uh, and, uh, and um, with you while you fish and enjoy it that way because I can enjoy the, the creation of the creek and, and uh, the trees and all of that, which is what I did. But I'm saying this to tell you that you can worship anywhere. And we should worship anywhere. We should worship our Lord wherever we are. We can see His creation wherever we are. However, He has always given His people a place to go to and worship in a special way. It's always known as the place where God is. Now, of course, He's in us. And He's everywhere. But in the church or in the the place that He gives His people to meet when He gave them the tabernacle and then the temple in the Old Testament times and then the church in the New Testament times. He always has a place where God's people are to go and worship. And when you stay away from there, you you are disobeying God and you are ignoring the place that He gave you to go to worship. But like I said a moment ago, the Lord's church, like everything else in the universe other than God Himself, had to have a beginning. And one of the purposes of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to earth, when He became uh, was born of a virgin, became a man, a human being in form, he took upon himself the form of a human being, and he came here to be the sacrifice that would take away our sins, but he also came for the purpose of building his church. And the Lord's church has to be traced back to the um, time that he was on earth and started his church. He not only had a special purpose, but he had an appointed time. And that appointed time was when Jesus came to earth. In the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, Ephesians chapter 3 and verses 3 through 10. Well, let's just begin with verse 1. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me to you, word, how that by revelation... He made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in few words, whereby when you read ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy um, apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be followers fellow heirs, rather, and of the same body, and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Whereof I was made a minister 
according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God who created things, all things by Jesus Christ to the intent that now under the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Paul said that the church was given to, to help make reveal the mysteries of God. In the um, book, uh, in the same chapter, the book, uh, or rather the same book, Ephesians, over in chapter 5 and verse 32, he said this, This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. He said, I speak concerning Christ and the church. The church was given to reveal the many mysteries of God that is only gotten through the leadership of the Holy Spirit in the church. In the book of Malachi, chapter 3, Malachi chapter 3 and verse 1, says, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he shall prepare the way before me, and the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger in the covenant whom, he, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. When Christ came, the temple was still the house of God. When he left, the house of God, the, uh, had, the God had left the temple uh, because they had disobeyed him and he, he reveals himself now in his church. But when Christ was here, he was fulfilling the purpose and the plan of God. Malachi told us, as we, as we just read, that there would be a messenger that would prepare the way. This messenger was not the Lord Jesus Christ. He was the one to come to be the sacrifice and, and then to begin the, um, uh, the work of building the church. But in John chapter 1 and verse 6, it says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. A man sent from God whose name was John. Now, many people have the mistaken idea that his name was John the Baptist. Malachi told that there was a man sent from God to prepare the, uh, the work. And um, his name was John. 
in uh, Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 1 and verse 17. And he shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Uh, Make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Our Lord was planning to organize His first church. Now, He did not want just any and everybody in His church. He wanted only the people that had been prepared for His church. I I stress this because I want to make sure everybody understands the Lord's church is not interested in having a huge tabernacle of people, multitudes of people. Our job is to go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. But we... Uh, the Lord's church is made up only of those who are prepared by God for that purpose. He did not want just any and everybody in His church, nor should we. We want people to hear the message We do that by going to them, or if they come to the services, we preach to them. But only those who believe in Jesus and are baptized are the only ones that can be members of the Lord's church. Now, the man to prepare the material for the the people for the Lord was a man by the name of John. I said a moment ago, many people call him John the Baptist. He was called that a time or two in the the Scriptures, but only to point out that he was the beginning of the one to prepare the people for the church that the Lord started. The church that he started was the Baptist church. Back in Luke chapter 1, and again in verse 60, when, uh, well, in verse 59 and 60, came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise a child. They called him Zacharias after the name of his father, which was common in those days. That's not in the scripture, I'm just, remind, uh, just telling you that. But in verse 60 it says, His mother answered and said, not so. He shall, but he shall be called John. We could read other verses in here, but even Zacharias 
who could not speak at the time, wrote on a paper and told him, his name is John. Because God had prepared John to be the forerunner of the people that would be in the church. John the Baptist, or John, never preached a sermon, nor did he baptize anyone. He prepared the material. He was John the Baptist. Brother Wayne Cox, who used to pastor where David Green is pastoring now, before he died, he moved from there to be with his family, and he's dead now. But he said one time, when God got ready for a man, he made Adam. When he got ready for a Baptist, he made John. John was a God-sent Baptist preacher. I think I, I said something wrong a moment ago. I think I said John never preached. I, what I meant to say, before he started, he was called John the Baptist. Before he had ever preached his first sermon or baptized anyone, he was called John the Baptist. This was because God was letting people know his name was John, but he was called John the Baptist because he was preparing the people to begin the first church, the Lord's church, the Baptist church. John was a God-sent man. He was a God-sent Baptist preacher who was sent before the Lord for the purpose of preparing the material that the Lord would use in starting His church. I can't say that enough. We have to understand that God sent a man, as Malachi uh, chapter 3 and verse 1 that we read a moment ago said, there was one who was sent by God to prepare the material. There would be one that would prepare the material. He was a God-sent preacher. He prepared the material out of which our Lord formed His first church. Now, what kind of a church did He, did he start? Well, in Ephesians 1 and verse 2, Ephesians 1 and verse 2, it says, Grace be to you in peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, let's read verse 1 that goes with that. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the saints which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. 
they were blessed in that they were from the Lord Jesus Christ. In the book of Colossians, chapter 1, and verse 18. Well, let's begin with verse 16. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven, that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers. All things were created by Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. Now, and He is the head of the body, the church, who, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. He is the head of the body, the head of the church. Another thing I want to make clear as we start, in our, as we start our study of the church, and that is that the pastor is not the head of the church. He's the under-shepherd of the flock. The Lord is the head of the church. He's the head of the church. The church is the Lord's body. It belongs to Him. Not the pastor, not the members, not any uh, uh, deacon or anything like that. We, uh, we have those things, those, uh, those offices, for the purpose of taking care of the work of the church, of the local church. But the local church itself is the body of Christ, and He's the head of the body. In Matthew 3... Matthew chapter 3, Matthew 3 and verses 13 through 17, then cometh Jesus from Galilee to Jordan unto John to be baptized of him. But John forbade him, saying, I have need to be baptized of thee, and comest thou to me? Jesus answering said unto him, Suffer it to be so now, for thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he suffered him. And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. He saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. John never baptized anybody, but he prepared the material. He himself had never been baptized. He was not a member of the Lord's church when he started his church. He prepared the material for the Lord to have. When Jesus came to John to be baptized of him, because he was sent from God for that purpose, John said, No, I have need to be baptized of thee. Jesus said, Suffer it to be so now. For thus it becometh us to fulfill all righteousness. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, 
and verses 1 through 7. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you, and such fornication as is not so much as known, uh, as named among the Gentiles, that one should have his father's wife. Ye are puffed up, and have not rather mourned, that he that hath done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I verily, I verily, as... Um, wait a minute, I lost my place. I'm sorry. I, I, I wanted 1 Corinthians 12, 28. 1 Corinthians 12, 28. And God has set some in the church, first apostles, secondarily prophets, thirdly teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, governments, diversities of tongues. He set the apostles in the church first. Set the apostles in the church first. Then, that made them the charter members, as I said earlier, the uh, twelve disciples. Then in Acts chapter 1, Acts chapter 1, and... Um, Verses 21 and 22. Wherefore of these men, remember I told you Judas Iscariot was one of the twelve, after he betrayed Christ, then when the church was finally on its own, when Christ went back to heaven and left the church, the first thing they did was have a business meeting, and this is what we're reading about. Wherefore, these men which have accompanied with us all the time that Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John unto that same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. And they appointed one, Matthias, to take the place of Judas, so that the twelve disciples were the first members of the church. And they all had to be those prepared by John. He had to have the baptism of John to be in this first church, the first members of the Lord's church. Now, our time is just about up. I'm going to go ahead and stop here. And um, uh, we'll begin, we'll continue with our study next Sunday at this time. We'll have a break and um, play some music and then